Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of Riding the Storm Out. Stay tuned for the next shoe to drop. Well, welcome all you Liberty Pastors and everybody else that chooses to join us on our fun-filled continuing education week by week. David Hannon works on staff here at our church here, Liberty Church of of Edmond. Uh, Of course, I'm Paul Blair. I'm the senior pastor here. And we look at different political issues or cultural events through the lens of Scripture and hopefully provide some insight and some facts that will help you as you think through some of these dilemmas that have been dropped in our lap. And of course, I've titled today's discussion, The Next Shoe to Drop. And David, one of the reasons I want to say The Next Shoe to Drop is there is more and more information coming out now looking back at COVID, Mm -hmm. showing that it was not an accident, that it was planned. No. Quite frankly, the treatments that were well-known, like hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin, mm-hmm. were, were, were hushed. Oh, yeah. and, and quite frankly, people died. A lot of people died that didn't need to die. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, there's going to be a lot of people, I believe, that have ill effects from whatever this is that they've been injected with. Sure, yeah. I mean, by definition, it's not a vaccine. It's uh, uh, what... Um, RNA, it, it's it's mRNA, it's it's imp, it, inputting some sort of a of a of a genetic reboot into your system. Yeah. I mean, uh, messenger RNA. Okay, well, what's the message? I mean, what yeah. in the world are we doing to ourselves? I mean, people should have been given at least the truth and given full disclosure. If the government had come out and said, "Listen." This new thing has happened. We think it launched in Wuhan. We're not sure really what it is right now. Now, this, normally we would go through a great experimental process. Uh, we'd go through lab rats, rabbits, whatever, maybe use it on people, trauma, and then come out with a recommendation. But because we think this is such a crisis, mm-hmm. we feel very confident that this is going to be a successful treatment. However, it's it's not a vaccine. It's it's a, it's an experiment. Sure. Uh, and if you'd like to participate in it, then we welcome you. Yeah, and the, the thing that was so disheartening about it is the number of doctors that suggested yep. that we do herd immunity. Mm-hmm. But their voices were not, were, were not heard at all. And, you know, if, if we're true scientists, if that's what they claim to be, mm-hmm. or true experts in the field, you want to exhaust every single avenue to, to give the best prescription. Sure. So uh, it was just, yeah. And, and the America's Frontline Doctors. I mean, that was yeah. an innocent sure, group yeah, that yeah. met. Did you just get shorter? Yeah, I just got shorter. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> America's <laughs> Frontline Doctors. That was great. Yeah. I got to figure out what button I pushed. Oh, man. There we we go. go. Back in the saddle again. (laughs) America's Frontline Doctors were a group of doctors that were treating these patients with this new new flu. uh, And they were discussing their methods of treatment, what worked, what didn't. They came out and did a press conference uh, relaying to the world what they were doing, practicing medicine, Mm -hmm. uh, as they're practicing, trying to look, look for what works and what doesn't. And, of course, they became persona non grata. They were oh, yeah. deplatformed and everything else, and quite frankly, even on a terrorist watch list in our government. So oh, yeah. none of that stuff made sense. But, yeah. you know, as, as we've talked about this in the past couple of years at our yeah. Liberty Pastor Boot Camps, this was on the drawing board for a long time. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, uh, this project had been studied with the Rockefeller Institute and others. It was called Operation Lockstep, and it was theorized 
discussing how they could basically lock down the world with a a pandemic and Mm -hmm. gain control of the people. And then the month before it happened, they actually had Event 201 with Johns Hopkins, which is supported by the Rockefeller Foundation, World Economic Forum, and Bill and Melinda Gates, who Bill and Melinda Gates, if there's something bad going on in the world, chances are he's funding it somewhere. Mm Mm-hmm. But they came together to discuss how they should respond if a batch-to-people coronavirus led to a global pandemic. Mm -hmm. And what a coincidence, literally one month later, we had the first cases reported out of Wuhan. Sure. Is that a coincidence, an accident, or was it planned? Well, the more we look into this, the more we recognize that this was planned. And, of course, you know, the Build Back Matter. Was that Joe Biden's campaign? Slogan? No, it was not. Well, no. yes, it was, but it was, was his, it? But yeah. what was was it? Was his idea? No, no, either. no. World Economic Forum. You notice on the screen, everybody around the world was using the same slogan because it wasn't mm-hmm. Biden's. It was the World Economic Forum, and of course, Klaus Schwab, who is really the evil man that's that plays the role of the the evil scientist yeah. uh, in the James Bond movies said this is an opportunity to reset our world. This is the Great Reset. Yeah, it's, it kind of reminds me when uh, so many of our reporters around our country, this is a threat to our democracy. Yeah, it was yeah. the same narrative being pushed down the yeah. American people's throat, also now on a worldwide um, uh, avenue, yeah. venue. So, worldwide yeah, you're scale. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah world, worldwide stage. Yeah. So we understand, looking back, there's certainly a lot of evidence that would support the theory. That what we've been through the last three year three years was a controlled, mm-hmm. planned crisis. Yeah. In order to get people to give up their liberty for what they thought was security or health sure. security. Well, now there is the next thing that's coming down the pike, and this is well known. It's talked about everywhere. Thank goodness we've got all these alternative forms of media that are out there presenting the truth Mm -hmm. to the populace. Uh, However, this was a clip from a CNN producer that he obviously wasn't aware that he was being filmed. But listen to what he had to share about the next Mm -hmm. crisis that's coming. They've already announced in her office that once... The public is will be open to it. We're going to start focusing mainly on climate, um, uh, climate like global warming, and like that's going to be our next like um, I don't know like um, it's our it's going to be our focus. Like uh, like our, our focus was to get Trump out of office, right? Without saying it, that's what it was, right? So our next thing is going to be for climate change. So admission that they were colluding together to get Trump out of office. Of course, COVID was a convenient way to isolate the people, panic the people, usher in mass mail-in voting without voter ID. Yeah. And literally, that was the mechanism to steal the election. It makes you wonder what's going to happen in 2024. Is this going to be the vehicle... I mean, you've seen those sci-fi movies where if you go outside, breathe the air, you're going to die. Mm-hmm. So it makes you wonder, if, are they going to pull something like that? I know that's that's out there. That's really kind of far-reaching. But is this going to be the next thing in 2024 that's going to help persuade the election to go the way that they want it to go? Well, you know what? One of the things that gets me – and, of course, I'm, I'm a huge Ron DeSantis fan. Sure. I, I'm intrigued by Vivek Rakswami. I mean, he's he makes some really good points. I mean, mm-hmm. he's probably the most gifted debater – on the stage, as I've heard in these first few debates. Yeah. And, of course, Donald Trump was a guy that in 2016, I didn't vote for Trump. I voted against Hillary. But 
he did a really, most of what he did was good. Not mm-hmm. everything he did, but I was pleased with him as a president. But there is something about Trump that seems to have the globalists in a panic. I mean, that is the the guy that they cannot allow to get back in office. So when he was in office, we know we've got George Soros quotes. We've got all sorts of comments. Yeah, sure. People that were dead set on making sure that he didn't serve a second term. Of course, that's where COVID came in. Uh, most of this was a was uh, there was did people really get sick? Yes, there were effective treatments available that could have made this just a oh, yeah. normal flu yeah. year rather than shutting down the global economy for three years. But that was intentional. They wanted to reset the global economy. Mm -hmm. They wanted to reset, move us off the dollar. So all of this was planned. Now, the next thing, as we've just seen, the CNN producer talking about, is we're going to start pushing the climate. Yep. Nonstop panic about climate. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to talk about a few of the lies about climate. We did this some last week. We did it this week. We'll talk about it a little bit next week. This has been ongoing for literally since 1992. Mm -hmm. I mean, what's amazing, well, I think we'll talk about this next week, Dave, unless something major it comes up that supersedes it. But, you know, you saw the fall of, of the Soviet Union. Yes. You saw the wall come down in 1991. Mm-hmm. And literally, we have documentation that uh, they, they immediately went into uh, Agenda 21 with the meeting in Rio de Janeiro uh, called the Rio Summit. Cli- mm-hmm. when they agen- yep. uh, uh, introduced Agenda 21. That's where this climate stuff, they intended for it to become a front-burner issue at that time. Quite frankly, fortunately, most people have been slow to come on because we don't believe it. Mm-hmm. Now, as they continue to yep. pound this into the heads of our children who's coming through education, uh, public education system and in universities, then even if we don't believe it, we're going to die off in another 20 years, 30 years, and then our kids are going to have been fed all this gobbledygook, oh, yeah. and they're yep. going to believe it. But understand that none of this stuff is based upon science. For example, we're told that CO2 is a dangerous greenhouse gas. Have you ever walked in a greenhouse before? Oh, yeah. There's nothing dangerous about no, going in no. a greenhouse. Everything's with lush, the beautiful. Yeah. Yes. In fact, they, 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 the CO2 in the atmosphere is actually about one-fourth what it is optimal. So if we could actually increase the amount of CO2, then our crops would produce more. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, if we remember our science in elementary school, uh, photosynthesis is when CO2 is taken by plants and turned into oxygen and yep. released. So the idea of minimizing plant growth would just exacerbate the problem of CO2. But understand that CO2 is not a dangerous greenhouse gas. It is plant food. Mm -hmm. Plants survive on CO2. And if we lose the warmth and we get colder, well, far more people die because of cold than die because of heat. In fact, if you were going to be dropped off somewhere on planet Earth and all you had was a Bowie knife and a tent and they could either drop you off on the equator or they could drop you off in the Antarctic, where would you prefer to oh, be dropped that, off? Give me the heat. Give me the equator, yeah. please. The heat, you at least have a chance of <laughs> surviving right. for a yeah. while. Yeah. The Antarctic, you'd be dead in 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. So talking about CO2, we, we showed a, a clip from this, this gentleman uh, last week. Mm-hmm. Dr. Patrick Moore was one of the founders of Greenpeace. So he is not a Christian conservative. In fact, he's probably an evolutionist. I've heard that he is. I don't know that for a fact, but I, th- I think it would make sense. But he was one of the founders of Greenpeace. Um, he would be far left of where I am, but he is at least honest in his science. Mm-hmm. Let's see what uh, Dr. Moore has to say about the subject of CO2. 
carbon dioxide and water are the uh -huh. two main constituents of all life. Mm -hmm. Carbohydrates right. and, and, and if, of course, fossil fuels are hydrocarbons, just missing the oxygen. But when you burn them, the oxygen is recombined with the carbon to form carbon wow, dioxide. Right. And pe people need to learn more about the chemistry because this is fake science and it is driving a very dangerous okay. movement on the energy front. And, and driving a whole political party. And recognize we need to actually increase our CO2 about 400 mm -hmm. percent yep. uh, to yep. get it to optimal levels for life on planet Earth. Yep. And they're wanting to take it the other direction, trying to say that this is something that we should be afraid of. Mm. Not true. It's the exact opposite. So we're going to look in our remaining time, buddy. We're going to look at a few of these climate myths that are out there and just give a couple of simple facts on these to hopefully put our, our uh, viewing audience at ease. Mm -hmm. And pastors, you need to make sure that your people are discipled in the truth of this because this will ultimately affect their freedom and it will affect their life and death. In a couple of weeks, we'll talk about some of these globalists believe that our our uh, population on planet Earth yeah. needs to be reduced. Right now, it's about 8 billion people. They say the optimal number for a sustainable Earth is about 500 million. Mm -hmm. Now, you do the math. How do you get from 8 billion to 500 million without some bad things happening? You inject people with vaccine. <laughs> that, that, that is one means. So let's look at some of these uh, climate. Uh, oh, this is this is my favorite. Remember Al Gore? In his movie, An Inconvenient Truth, said that sea levels, notice what they always say, mm -hmm. and notice this is part of your critical thinking, folks, could rise. So if you called him on it, he'd go back, well, I didn't say it would rise. I said it could rise, basically, which means that it don't believe anything I just said in that previous statement. But trying to make us fear that the sea levels were going to rise because of melting polar ice caps up to 20 feet. What did you find out on this deal? Well, I t well, well, first, uh, people got to remember that a lot of this is done by scientists using computer models. Yep. And you know, yep. using computer model bases, you can feed the computer whatever information you really want to kind of manipulate what you want to see come out to fruition on your hypothesis. Garbage in, garbage out. <laughs> That's right? right. So depending on what kind of data we put in it, exactly. we can get the outcome that we're looking for. Okay? Al Gore. I was, yeah, okay. So let's talk about Al Gore real quick. So I was on a, a website. Oh, from the LA Times. Mm -hmm. Here we go. Oh, that's uh, a conservative yeah, news. Yeah, 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 yeah. So oh, right wingers. 8,875,000 ocean view villa on 1.5 acres on oceanfront property in California. Who was that? That is Al Gore bought a almost $9 million piece of property on the oceanfront? Yeah. Well, Al, that doesn't make much sense. If you really thought that the sea level was going to rise 20 feet, seems to me like you had moved to Wyoming or Colorado, the Rocky Mountains. That's right. But he bought oceanfront property about the same time that he made this statement. Mm -hmm. And now here we are some 20 years later or 15 years later, and nothing's changing. That's right. Anything else? Anybody else buy any of that stuff? I uh, heard that Barack Obama. Barack Obama uh, purchased uh -huh. some oceanfront property in 2020 on Cape Cod. The only person that's died there was his chef. <laughs> it was a that $12 was, million. That wasn't drowning. <laughs> no. It wasn't the sea level rising. <laughs> that was Martha's Vineyard, okay. $12 right. million. Dollars. Okay. Yep. And also, um, John Kerry owns really? a $12 million beachfront home. That was on the Daily Wire. Uh, yeah. So Kerry himself has been pushing the idea mm -hmm. 
Quote from Carrie. We have people who still deny this. Uh. <laughs> Including you and Brock and Al Gore by exactly pursing $30 million right. dollars worth of beachfront property. Yeah, members of the Flat Earth Society <laughs> who seem to believe that the ocean rise won't be a problem because the water will just spill over the edge. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. He what said that in 2015 wrong. at United Nations Foundation meeting in Paris. Now, let's look at yeah. some real science. Let's, yeah. let's evaluate this. Okay, this is Battery Park. Yep. They have measured the sea level in Battery Park mm. for the last 150 years. So they've got a standard to go by. The average sea level rises about one inch every decade, and that's been consistent mm-hmm. for the last 150 years. So statement number one, sea level's going to rise 20 feet, but ignore the fact that I'm buying a $12 million <laughs> piece of oceanfront property right. uh, and the fact that it's not rising by 20 feet. Mm-hmm. Next thing is we're losing the ice caps. All the ice caps are melting. Are melting, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I got a great kick out of this. This was a couple of years ago. I remember when this happened, and watching it happen in real time on the news was hilarious. A group of these lefties decided that they were going to sail, I don't remember whether it was the Arctic or Antarctic, but they were going to sail uh, and a ship down there mm-hmm. to just take note of uh, how drastically the uh, ice caps were, were receding as they were melting. Yeah. And they got stuck. Duck. An unexpectedly thick Arctic ice. <laughs> Don't tell me that God doesn't have a sense of humor. So oh, two of their man, keys yeah. here, David. Yeah. Uh, the polar ice caps are melting. Well, apparently not. Yep. Uh, the sea levels are going to rise because the polar ice caps are melting. Well, that also is a lie. If all we had was the evidence that Barack Obama, uh, John Kerry, and Al Gore bought oceanfront property, that should be enough evidence yep. to prove that they don't really believe that garbage they're feeding us. However, we actually have science to document that it is just garbage they're mm-hmm. feeding us. Now, another thing we hear is we hear about hurricane frequencies. Hurricane frequencies are increasing. Well, this statistic that measures global hurricane frequency mm-hmm. yep. from climateatlas.com says that that is not true. However, remember mm-hmm. that 100 years ago, we didn't have um, internet. We didn't have cameras that could uh, take live feeds and shoot them around the world. Mm-hmm. You didn't have 24-hour news service. Yep. Now they can send a crew to any storm that's happening anywhere. Sure. Exaggerate it. Flood the airwaves, wouldn't it? No, they wouldn't do that. <laughs> we're going to come to the here. They in a would minute. not exaggerate the truth. You. All right, here's from the same website. In summary, now notice how they use their, 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 their sly use of language here. They refuse to, they can't lie, but they also can't tell the truth. So they kind of fudge things. It is premature to conclude with high confidence that increasing atmospheric greenhouse gas concentrations from human activities have had a detectable impact on Atlantic Basin hurricane activity. Now, Let's see if I... Oh, no, I'm sorry. Oh, well, well, yeah. Okay. yeah, I love the Although increasing yeah. the greenhouse gases are strongly linked to global warming, human activities may have... May have. Already, may have yeah. already caused other changes in tropical cyclone activity that are not yet detectable due to the small magnitude of those changes. So in other words, they've seen... 
basically they have the PhD. Tell me what that says. Okay, this is like when people come in to defend a dissertation and you ask them a question and they can't answer it. So the answer is, at this time, more research is needed. (laughs) (laughs) So basically, they're just saying, we really don't know. But we're just going to spout out a bunch of garbage, gumbly goop, and then you're going to go, wow, climate change. Yep, yep. No evidence at this point. No evidence. However, we don't want to say that there's no evidence, so we're going to use... Uh, um, um, who's our vice president? Uh, Kamala Harris word salad here. Oh yeah, and try to yeah. mislead yeah. you into thinking we're not admitting the fact that there's no evidence sure. that greenhouse gases have, gra- gases have caused any uh, atmospheric activity in hurricanes. I'm sure she loves green gases. <laughs> 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 All right, next uh, thing you see, we've got nonstop forest fires. Oh, remember in Canada? Remember in California? Oh, yeah. For weeks, and all we see the headlines, and of course we all our hearts break on all this. Oh, sure. what, yeah. What's funny is that the U.S. Forest Service has changed its policy and how it addresses forest fires. Now, I didn't get this memo. In fact, you had to research it. First of all, they don't want you to cut down any trees. Now, if we would actually manage the forest, you know, God said take dominion over. The, if we would actually manage mm-hmm. the forest, we could thin the forest exactly and make them far less likely to go up in flames at sure. a spark. Yep. We could use the lumber, use mm-hmm. all sorts of things, construction, sure. home prices would go down, you know, and other, other needs of, of, of byproducts of wood. And, uh, of course, they go out, the activists go out there and say you can't cut down the trees. Although, then at the same time, you read that uh, what, uh, Bill Gates is wanting to buy hundreds of thousands of acres of, of forest and cut down all the trees and bury them. It's like... I know. Makes what? you scratch your head. What in yep. the world for? Mm-hmm. But here's something we didn't know. This was, um, uh, I think, in 19, 1973, I think. Uh, yeah, in the early 70s. All right. This led in the early 70s to a radical change in Forest Service policy to let fires burn when and where appropriate. It began with allowing natural cause fires to burn in designated wilderness areas. From this, the let it burn policy of all. Mm-hmm. Now, in, in my with my two eyeballs, what mm-hmm. I have seen is if I drive by a place where uh, a fire has happened mm-hmm. and it's done to some devastation, a few late a few years mm-hmm. later, I drive by and it's very green, very mm-hmm. lush, and sometimes it could be a year, and then mm-hmm. the trees start coming back and yep. it just it replenishes itself. So it is. Uh, when appropriate, it is good for that to take place. Mm-hmm. It's a cleansing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's good to cleanse. But <laughs> at, at one time, their attitude was when there's a fire, we're going to get out there as aggressively as yeah. we can and kind of stop it. Well, now it's like, no, we're taking a different policy and we're going to let it burn. Mm-hmm. Well, nobody's told us that. All we see is these videos yeah. on 24-7 News that, oh, these firefighters have been raging for weeks and weeks and weeks on end. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do? Oh, it's global warming. Well, not really. It's actually the fact that they've changed policy and how they're addressing forest fires. And the point you made is accurate as far as the, the cleansing part of it. Yeah. Now, this is one of my favorite. You know, we have 24-7 <laughs> nonstop news. <laughs> and the anchor man, we're having to trust yeah. what this guy is telling oh, us. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, we were laughing a while ago about the storms and how yes. these are exaggerated. Yeah. hundred years ago, you didn't have 24-7 news. You Correct. didn't have live yeah. feeds from around the world. Yeah. But this is from the National Weather Service hurricane in Florida that didn't quite live up to the expectations <laughs> that we're hoping for. But you'll enjoy this. It's great. Oh, my goodness. Look at He's leaning into those winds. Hurricane winds. He can be- he's risking his life. I know he is. Look at him. He's- look at his knee. is bent. He's barely able to hold himself up straight. 
Members of the media. It's all about us, though, David. He's out there. What? Wait a second. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> walking by. Shorts on the cell phone. Just talking. I mean, look. Just straight up and down. I mean, they're... Just out for a stroll. So the live feed is panic, panic, panic. I Once know. again, it's global warming. We've got these climate crises everywhere. Well, not so much. This guy is an actor. What a charlatan. And what a joke. Exactly. These guys are out taking a stroll, enjoying the rain and now, a little bit of a now, breeze. Didn't they do something like this? Not the weather, but didn't our media do something on January 6th? Yeah. <laughs> kind of exactly similar right. to this, right? That's exactly it's like, right. We're at a point now, can we really trust our media and, and, and what they're reporting? Sadly, David, we're at a point. And that's, I think that's one of the reasons why the whole world feels anxiety now. Bingo. We have always been able to trust what the CDC says, or we thought we could, yeah. or the American Medical Association said. Or, or Walter Cronkite. We used to think, well, if Walter Cronkite said it, then it's got to be true. Well, not so much. Actually, yeah. we've been lied to for a while, but you now know, you're right. it's obvious. You just feel an uneasiness mm -hmm. when you're just out in public. Yeah. Um, yep. uh, I heard from a couple of people that I know who work in stores, uh, like Mathis Brothers, furniture stores, and other stores. They were just commenting on how dead it was. There mm -hmm. just wasn't a lot of people out. And it just makes you wonder, are people, well, like myself, I mean, I'm filling up my freezers full of beef. Mm -hmm. I am preparing because there's just something that is just something. Everyone has that feeling. Something bad is about ready to happen. Well, so many things are so obvious. Yeah. You know, when you when you sit here and now even the Democrats at this point looking at the mass migration unchecked across the southern border. Mm -hmm. I mean, even liberals are going, wait a second. Is this a good idea? We've got like 12 million new people in here. We don't know anything about them. And if you notice, it's not like the pilgrims when they came over on the Mayflower. Mm -hmm. where you had a boat full of families. Families. Yeah, these are basically nothing but military-aged men. Mm -hmm. Ninety percent of it, approximately, is military-aged men mm -hmm. coming across the southern border. Now, when you consider what just took place with Hamas in Israel a couple of months ago, recognize that we've got that kind of stuff in America. Yeah. So there's a good reason that people should be concerned because for the first time uh, in my lifetime, people are now publicly admitting and talking about. Can we really trust our government? Mm -hmm. Can we really trust the media? And that makes life certainly uh, more anxiety-filled because mm -hmm. we like to think that they're on our side looking out for what's best for us and protecting us. Mm -hmm. But as far as all of this, whether it be the science, whether it be COVID scientists, whether it be uh, the climate scientists, Upton Sinclair, uh, a famous author mm -hmm. and uh, critical thinker, uh, said this in 1878, it's difficult to get a man to understand something when his salary depends on him not understanding it. And then, of course, uh, uh, President Eisenhower, mm -hmm. in his farewell address, in, in addition to warning about the military-industrial complex and other things that could get out of control inside the Beltway, mm -hmm. by the way, were there. Yep. But he said this, today the solitary inventor tinkering in a shop has been overshadowed by task forces of scientists and laboratories and testing fields, partly because of the, the huge costs involved. A government contract becomes virtually a substitute for intellectual curiosity. We must also be alert to the equal and opposite danger that public policy could itself become the captive of scientific technological elite. Mm -hmm. We've seen that these last three years. But when you have doctors that risk losing their licenses, mm -hmm. If they don't stay on narrative with COVID, 
And when you've got scientists that lose their funding, Mm -hmm. if they don't stay on the narrative with climate change, obviously, if you bribe a person to lie or say something, and if they stop saying it, they're going to lose their government funding, Mm -hmm. you can rest assured that they're going to be able to find a whole bunch of scientists that will uh, sacrifice their their, uh, reputation, integrity for a buck. Yeah. So uh, maybe next time we'll we'll start here because we're running mm-hmm. on time. But what I kind of see going on in our country is a mass psychosis, yep. and is complete government control of how we we perceive, we take in information, and how we regurgitate it. It's like they want absolute control over the human mind. Yep. And I know that's way out there, but we do have uh, brainwashing going on yep. with propaganda. Yep. So in this whole climate change, it just makes you kind of wonder if this is going to be the thing in 2024 that starts to ramp up. Uh, that's a good place to yeah. end it. We'll pick up next week. We'll, we'll start with, again, with Dr. Patrick Moore. And yeah. Go online. Find some of these interviews with him because, again, he is not a – I don't believe he's a Christian. He is not a, a creationist. He is a uh, evolutionist. He would be left-leaning in his mm-hmm. politics. He's yeah. one of the founders of Greenpeace. But he's honest when it comes to yeah. this nonsense because he yeah. recognized that what the government message is is a lie. Mm-hmm. So yeah. hopefully today's broadcast has presented a few tidbits of truth that you can hold on to and recognize <laughs> that we aren't about to all burn up <laughs> unless you die without Christ, and that's another story. But yeah. uh, anyway, as far yeah. as climate change, you got nothing to worry about. Yep. So next week we'll p- pick it up here. We'll talk about common communism and climate change so until next time until david nice to you again merry christmas and uh, god bless you